0: please visit jcasnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daff Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sassel, and today we are studying Masachat Ketubot Daf Ain Bet, page 72. The Mishnah yesterday continued the discussion of husbands who make vows about their wives and all of the different scenarios that might occur and what the husbands may do. After the question of a man... Who vowed not to let his wife visit her father, we now learn a possible vow that a husband may make. <speaking in Hebrew> a man who vows that his wife may not visit a house of mourning, like a Shiva home to comfort the mourners, or a house of feasting for a wedding or something, he must divorce her and give her her ketubah. That is, free her from the marriage with her financial state intact. Why? The Mishnah continues. Mipneshe no el Because he is locking the door in front of her. That is, he is closing social opportunities for her. The imhayato ein mishum davar acher, but if he claims that there is another reason for this vow, Rashai, then he is permitted to do it and he does not have to divorce her. Starting with the last three words on yesterday's daf and moving into our own daf today, the Stam Gemara, the editor of the Talmud, questions this explanation. Okay, we accept that he may be locking her door with respect to the Beit HaMishteh, with respect to the house of feasting. Rashi, at the top of our daf, explains, he writes, Ika Noel Delet Shel Simcha. Ufiku achzar. He is keeping her from the joy of attending a simcha, and the diversion from difficult moments that that might bring. But why is keeping her from a shiva home, locking her door? Ella leveta Ika. For a Beit Evil, what is he locking her from? It seems as though the Gemara is asking. Who wants to go to a shiva anyway? He's not doing her any harm by saying she may not go to a shiva. The Gemara brings a few responses to this question. Tana. Limachar he meta. Ve'en kol bryasofta. Tomorrow she may die and there will be no one to eulogize her. Ve'ika Amre And there are those who say. Ve'en kol na There will be no one to bury her. As Rashi explains, Sofna means Kovra. Kishem she chesed, kach ima. Since she did not act with generosity of spirit, with milut chesed, they will not act generously with her. The Gemara continues, bringing a breita from Rabbi Meir on this same question. It was taught, Rabbi Meir used to say, Tanya, Haya Rabbi Meir Omer, my tov la Beit el, el libo. What is meant by the scriptural text? In Kohelet, in the book of Ecclesiastes, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. My Vakai Aliba, what is meant by that last piece of the verse and the living will lay it to his heart? Dvarim shel Mita, the rabbis explain, matters relating to death. Disafad yispedune. If a man mourns for other people, others will mourn for him. Dikavar if he buries other people, others will bury him. Didal if he laments others, if he lifts up lifts up his voice for others, others will lift up their voices to cry for him. If he escorts others to the grave, others will escort him. If he carries others to their final resting place, to their graves, others will also carry him. This is one of those sugyot, that is a little bit tricky for me. We often teach that an act of kindness for the dead is a chesed shel emet, that it is the highest form of chesed, since it can never be repaid. This idea is derived from the end of Breshit. When Jacob asks Joseph to bury him with his parents, he says, The Torah says, Va'yikrivu yeme Yisrael lamut, the days of Israel were coming towards his death. Va'yikrali Yosef, he called his son Joseph. Va'yomer lo, if I have found favor in your eyes, sim nayatcha put your hand under my thigh, ve'asita imadi chesed ve'emet, and do with me chesed ve'emet, kindness and truth do not bury me in Egypt. The Midrash in Breshit Rabbah asks the question Is there a kind of loving kindness, a kind of chesed that is a lie, that is not truthful? The, Mid- the Midrash explains that the love shown after death is true. A person sometimes honors a parent through fear or through shame. But love after death is a true love. And Jacob did not say, please don't bury me in Egypt because the Torah teaches that you must honor your parents. Or, please don't bury me in Egypt because I have, you know, a command over you. Instead, he said, please don't bury me in Egypt because of chesed ve'amet. Please act out of love and generosity. We know that very often people do chesed because they feel they must, or because they feel they will be repaid one day. I visit you when you're sick, so that you will visit me when I'm sick. But doing an act for the dead cannot, in theory, be repaid. And yet, our sugya suggests the opposite, that in fact, we do these acts so that others will do them for us when it is our turn. So which is it? It seems to me that our sugya is identifying one of the key realities of communal living. While the dead cannot repay our kindness, it is the case that by bringing chesed to the dead, we are making an investment. It's not tit for tat, but we do create a community which then takes care of its dead. We invest in our own mortality, recognizing that as we give to our community, we are building a community which will be able to give to us in our time of need. This in fact was the work of the rabbis who were writing the Mishnah and the Talmud. As we've seen throughout this past week of learning together and throughout the Talmud in general, the central motivation seems to have been to build a community that would work in all situations. A community, for example, that would give tzedakah no matter how complex the desire to give or the different kinds of needs that would arise in a community. A community that would, as we saw, protect both women and men from the danger of vows and from the potential setbacks of marital discord. And a community, as we saw today, that would care for one another in life's hardest moments. This is the beauty of the Talmud, building a vision of the community of the Jewish people, one daf at a time. Thanks so much for learning with me this past week. The as you continue through Kitu Ketubot. All the best. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.